0: How are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Today is a special episode. This episode is 100% focused on my wife, Bianca. Today's her birthday, and uh, I just wanted to make her something special, something different, something that she could always listen to and and uh, know how much I love her and how much I appreciate her, and uh, kind of give everybody else an insight into our marriage, our relationship, how we met, and just an amazing story of her and me and everything kind of tied in between. So thank you for uh, jumping on this podcast and listening to it. This is our ninth episode, and uh, this is her birthday, uh, July 6th. So I'm excited. Uh, We've got a lot of things planned, and uh, it's going to be real special what we end up creating this weekend and the experiences with our family and with her. And, uh, I'm just in love with this woman. She is everything to me. And, uh, I'm sitting here in my office, I'm drinking some coffee. I've got some notes that I was thinking about and reflecting on. And, uh, I'm excited to share because maybe not a lot of people know our story. And, uh, it's, a it's almost like a fairy tale, but it's real because we're real people. We're not fake. So, um, I'm going to jump right into it because I don't know how long this one will be. This one's a special one. Like I said, it's a little bit different than what I normally do. I remember the first time I saw you, Bianca. The very first time. I uh, had a little motorcycle that I got from my mom and I, I drove it to an astronomy lab. It was like on a Wednesday night or Thursday night. I can't remember the night. Once a week. And... I had taken this astronomy lab, Uh, and it happened to be that you took it. Also, I walked into the planetarium at, 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 in Angelo State, and when I got in, you know, I I scoped the room as quick as I can, as I could, and I looked around, and I was like, where am I going to sit? You know, that's the first thing you do when you're going to college. You got to figure out where you're going to sit at, and I saw this beautiful girl, young lady. Um, she was sitting on the left side. So if you're facing the stage of the planetarium, she was on the left side of it. If you were on the stage, she was on the right side of it. And she was sitting, I don't know, maybe in the second section. And I saw her and I didn't go sit right next to her. No, I wasn't that brave. Uh, I went and sat behind her a row and kind of not directly behind her, maybe two chairs to her right behind her. She was, uh in uh maybe her j her rotc she was involved in the rotc i don't know if she was in her uniform if she was in their uh the other clothes that they had to wear i think she might have been in her uniform um it didn't matter she was beautiful she i mean that room was full of kids uh teenagers and young adults and i just scoped the room as quick as i could um i was 20 you were 18 and I, and I looked around and when I saw you, I was like, that's who I want to sit by. <laughs> oh, it was funny. So we we're there the first day in class and we're, uh, hearing from this professor and he, we're doing some problems and I've got this TI 83 plus silver edition. I've had it since I was in high school. It's a calculator and he was asking for doing a problem and you, we needed a calculator. She didn't have one. And when she she would kind of ask around, I got a calculator? Anybody got a calculator? I was like, I got one. And I handed it to her and she looked at it and uh, she started messing with it. And she said, hey, the batteries don't work. And my heart sunk. I was like, oh. And so she gave it back to me and this other guy who sat maybe two rows to her left. He was like, well, I got a calculator. And I was like, you mother... <clears throat> and uh she used his calculator and I was like Ugh. and I wasn't um I had a, kind of a beard my my hair wasn't cut well uh so that that's the first time I saw her after that we went out of the planetarium and we went and formed a groups so, well me her and that gentleman uh we formed a group together Cause I wasn't, I was going to hover around her and I was like, Hey, let's all do a group. You know, I was kind of like that. I'll do a group with you. And, uh, so I did, we joined a group. We did our project, um, part of our, uh, I believe no, 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 that's not true. We didn't go out that day. That was the, that was the next week. So we only do this once a week. So we did all the work in class. I did my calculator didn't work? She didn't know my name. Um, I went home, cut my hair, I shaved, and I went and bought batteries. So all I could do was think about her for the whole week. I just thought about her all the time. And uh, I uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I knew her name. Maybe I did. Maybe I knew it was Bianca, but I didn't know her name. Um, and so uh, what I did is I got everything ready, got my hair cut, looking good, Uh, got my batteries. And I remember coming in for the second week into the planetarium, sat in the same spot. She was there early. She was always early to her classes and she beat me. And I sat there. Uh, First off, I I didn't try to be super early because I didn't want to sit down in the same spot and her not sit in the same spot. So I kind of hovered around and I acted like I was on my phone or something or listening to music. And she went in and then after she went in, I went to kind of stalk her, follow her, uh, sat behind her. And I remember before the class started, I just, I kind of like, Hey, and then I kind of like tapped her shoulder and I had my, I had my calculator like a dork. And I was like, Hey, I got batteries. And she looked at me and she made this face like, great, (laughs) awesome. And she made a face like weirdo, because all I could say was I got batteries. And she was like, great. That's awesome. You've got batteries. And she turned back around and I was like, what i meant to say was hey you know last week i didn't have batteries my calculator didn't work my calculator's better than his and uh now i got batteries so you can use mine anytime you want it but it didn't come out like that it's just, i got batteries uh so we didn't work on papers that day we we worked on uh going outside and uh i think maybe it was a tuesday or wednesday class or wednesday class it was wednesday class and uh we went outside we formed our group And me, her, and the other guy, um, we joined a group and I remember, uh, we talked and I asked her, we were just talking. I was trying to ask her questions. He was too. We were trying to see who could ask the best questions to get to know this beautiful young lady. And, uh, anyways, we got assigned a project and the project was charting stars because we were in the fall semester and in San Angelo, you got good access to stars. Cause there's not a lot of pollution. There's good act. You can see the stars real well. So you had to do that at night. So it was like, Oh, so we started meeting under the stars literally. And I remember that we partnered up and we had to meet. We were okay. We're going to meet here Thursday night. Well, this is the second week of school, right? I had already been in school for a while. She was a freshman and the other guy was a freshman. I was a junior. Um, this is my third year. And I wasn't all about that. Go out on the first two weeks of school life. I was already past all that. So she wasn't like that either. But that Kenneth guy, I think he was in a fraternity. So it was Thursday night, which is college night, right? You got to get ready, go out. And so he, I guess, got caught up and forgot that we were meeting. So it ended up just being me and her. And we met and we did our work and we talked and we got to kind of know each other. Um And uh and it was really, it was really awesome because we were sitting there. And we had to chart the stars. We had to use a compass and all this other stuff. And we're at night looking at stars. It was super awesome. And I remember after we met that Thursday, I was like, wow, I got to get to know this girl better. I could, she like consumed my thoughts all the time. So all I could think about was her, anything I could ever think about was only her. And, uh, it was, it was really good. Cause she got to know me. I got to know her. Uh, so this went on, you know, we were only in that class once a week and, um, it was kind of divine intervention that we were even in that class together. I remember she told me that you got to do a science, right? She's not a science person. She, that's not her, that's not what she likes. Um, so she was there picking out classes and I think her younger brother was there and he suggested, Hey, why don't you do astronomy? And she was like, Oh, okay. So you got to take a class and then you got to do the lab. So that's what we weren't in the class together. We were in the lab. I had already done the class the year before, passed it, made a B, I believe. Um, believe. But I had to drop out of the lab because I had personal issues, had my heart broken and I just quit going. And I remember going the year before and it was like the sixth session. And I, I asked the professor, hey, like, is there a chance that I'll be able to pass this lab? And he was like, who are you? He said, I don't recognize you. He's like, how many have you missed? And I told him, he said, yeah, you're not going to pass this. And I was like, well, what do I do? I've taken the class and I'm passing the class. He said, you're just going to have to take it next semester. And I thought, crap. So I had to drop that class and then I rescheduled. And I was like, man, what am I scheduled? What am I, which one should I schedule? Well, I just, I scheduled that one, which was the same one she scheduled. So it was kind of divinely, uh, cause I could have finished that class the year before I would have probably never met her on campus. Um, so I believe it was divinely inspired. I remember the first time I asked you out, Bianca to go on a date with me. It was my birthday. I asked, it was my 21st birthday and I asked you to go on a date with me. And, and, uh, when I did, you were like, yeah, but it's your birthday. Why you asked me? I was like, cause I want to spend time with you. I want to take you out. I want to spend time with you. I want to take you on an official date. And I remember, man, the pain, the agony, the torture of uh, getting up the courage to call you and ask you to go out with me. Whew, it was extremely difficult. Like it took me probably like two weeks to get my nerve together to even ask you. And I, my roommate at the time, at first he, we were, you know, we were going over the plan of how I was going to do it, what I was going to say. And after I probably went over it for the hundredth time, he was like, Dennis, you got to shut the up already. Stop. You're going to ruin it before you even do it. Cause all you're doing is talking about it. You're stressing yourself up. And he said, I'm frankly, I'm sick of listening to this crap. That's all you're talking about every day, all day. What if she said this? What if he did this? And I just, it's funny. Cause I look at my life and I realize that nothing good comes out of anything easy. And that was the hardest thing I ever did. And I think it was, was because I I liked her a lot and I really felt like there was a good chemistry connection there. And it, it was very hard for me because I did not want to get rejected by this girl. No, I didn't. I wanted it to work out because I really felt something there. Um, And maybe that's just me being a hopeless romantic or something, but nothing good comes easy. And this has been the best thing that's ever happened in my life. So it wasn't easy. Those two weeks of feeling all that pain and intensity and the thoughts and everything, it was like a condensed time frame to get the result, which ended up being me and you being married. Um I asked you out, took you out on, on a date on my birthday, and uh I barely ate. I remember you said that I went out later with some friends to go have some drinks for my 21st. I didn't even get smashed or nothing like that. I had a economy test the next morning, economics, not economy, economics test the next morning. So I was responsible. I didn't stay out all night. I went and performed. I think I made a B on that test, but, uh, just to get the nerve to ask you out. uh, I was proud of myself after I did it because I don't know if I'd ever done anything like that. And, uh, it felt really good my stomach was messed up, man. I think I lo- lost weight over all that. Anyways, I'm glad that I did have the, the balls to ask you out because, um, that has been nothing short of amazing since then. Um, I remember we, so that was September 18th. We almost spent every single day together after that. Literally we'd go play basketball or we would walk around campus. I'd stay over, um, at your dorm in the parking lot, and we just would sit on my car on the hood, or we just sit in the parking lot talking, um, or we'd be walking and, and talking or just hanging out. You know, we weren't, I wasn't hanging up in your dorm. You weren't ever at my house. It was outside in public, you know, I remember, I. After that I asked you to go to the movies with me and I took you to go see uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you sat in that whole movie with your arms crossed and I was like, Oh my gosh, why does she even come with me? She doesn't even want to hold my hand, she's not open. But then I asked her to another movie, which is The Guardian, uh with with uh Kevin Costner and uh uh Kutcher and uh I don't think you I think you the same thing. Same thing. You weren't open, but you kept going with me and kept hanging out with me. And so I was like, man, I'm getting some weird mixed signals here, but we spent every day together. I remember, uh, the first time that I kissed you, I think it was October 28th, I believe, or the uh, 26th actually of that year. And I asked you to, to be my girlfriend and, and you were like, I don't know. And I said, well, what do we have to lose? Right, if it doesn't work out, you know, we go our separate ways. I said, but what if this thing is real and the feelings that I feel, which I know you feel, what if they're real? And and you were like, okay. And uh, I think I was your first real boyfriend, but we already were spending every day together. So I wasn't your boyfriend in, in label, but I was your boy. I was a friend that was a boy that we, we spent all the time together. So that was October, maybe the 26th of 2006. And, uh, I remember by December, so I asked you out first date in September. We officially started going on October by December before the Christmas break. I remember, I remember being with you and, uh, I just had a feeling inside of me. I couldn't explain it. I I don't know if it's because we spent so much time together or just you were put on this planet for me. And I remember telling you with absolute confidence, I told you, I'm going to marry you one day. (laughs) And I'm like, I think about it now. I'm like, wow, I'd really known you for four months, but I knew you. We'd spent so much time together every day. It was like condensed to four months. It wasn't a sporadic four months where we never hung out. We hung out every day. And uh, I told you, I'm going to marry you one day. And uh, I think you looked at me like, okay. And you didn't tell me you love me back. And, but it didn't, it didn't scare you off. You know, I was older. I knew more what I wanted in life. And I wanted a partner someone I could love. And I was like, I looked at you in the eye and I said, I'm going to marry you one of these days. And I knew it and it wasn't being crazy. I felt it in my heart. <sighs> and ever since then, you know, we got married in 2009. So three years later, we got married and, uh, man, it's been chaotic. We've moved a lot around Texas and Oklahoma. We've been in a lot of different houses. Uh, we've moved, we've, we've It's been great, it's been chaos, it's been order, it's been everything. Um, I got some notes here. Um, I put, we moved around a lot, but you, you remained my constant. You were always constant, you were always there. You never, never left me, never gave up on me. You've always remained constant. And, uh, you know, I've told you several times and I tell my wife this a lot. I said, it doesn't matter where I live. I've lived in a lot of places. Everybody, if you listen to my podcast, I've lived in a lot of places, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, a little bit in California, Kansas, and a lot of different places in between. I think we calculated. I've been to like, I went to like 12 different schools up into college. 12 different schools before I was at the age of 19. So bounce around a lot. We moved a lot. We moved to oil field. and I told Bianca and I've told her a lot. And I tell her all the time. It doesn't matter where I live. I mean, it does because your environment matters so much. But my point is, is wherever I'm at, as long as I have you, Bianca and my kids, I'm home. I'm good. As long as I have y'all, I'm good. It doesn't matter. Y'all are my home. A home to me is not a house. We move so much that I I don't have a childhood house that I'm deeply rooted to. I don't have all that. And I I like that I don't have that. I like that for me, my home are people. My loved ones, my kids, my wife. That's what I love for me. And maybe that's not for you, but that is for me. That's the reality for me. Um. Y'all are my home. So when I'm with y'all, when I'm in y'all's arms, I'm home. It don't matter where I'm at. That's what I've connected that for me. Um, talk a little bit what I learned from you. Because you're an amazing woman. You're very strong-willed. You're very stubborn. You're very caring. You have a very big heart. Very sensitive. Um, and you're a good person. You are, you're a good person, you're not a vain person, you're a good kind-hearted person. What I've learned from you is that in life I believe that the Lord gives you a spouse who will help you grow, will challenge you, give you someone that will help transform you in like a training kind of thing. Because there's things that Bianca does that irritates me that are super small. One thing that bothers me that you do, Bianca, is the toothpaste. You squeeze it from the middle. And to me, it makes no sense to squeeze it from the middle. You squeeze it from the end and roll it in. That makes more sense. It saves energy and and at the end of it, you don't have to work to get all the toothpaste down. (laughs) And it's silly even saying it like that because it sounds like I'm a freaking psychopathic maniac, but really you do it your way and it doesn't bother you. I do it my way. It doesn't bother me. But when you do it your way, it bothers me. But over time, I'm just realizing, you know what? I, I don't need that in my being to be bothered by the way that toothpaste is used. And so it has been worked out of me a little bit. Another example. We like hummus and dips and stuff like that. There's two type of people in this world. Those who gouge dip. They just go in and just gouge it out. Big old chunks. And then there's the other people. They're more of a... They more or less uh, mold, you could say, or they sculpt. They're always making it smooth. They're always smoothing it with the chip, right? You're going to create divots and lines, but you're not going to gouge. Get in there, dip it. No, you're going to smooth it out. You're going to make it clean. That's me. I'm the clean. I'm the smoother. Bianca, you're a gouger. You just go in, not caring about how clean I made the dip and how smooth and perfect I made it, and you just gouge it. And, uh, so I've got to come back in. I've got to bring other hummus or, or dip into, to, uh, fill in the crater that you caused. And for the longest time, it bothered me and it still does. I can't say it doesn't. I'm a, I'm a sculptor and you're a gouger. There's only two people in this world, those that sculpt dip and those that gouge it. And, uh, so we balance each other, right? Cause you get the chunk out and I clean it up. And it used to bother me a lot more than it does now. And I realized that the reason why you're a a gouger and I'm a sculptor is because we work in unison to perfect each other, to transform, to grow as a couple and as people individually, because it might bother you that I'm so neat about it. And it bothers me that you're so careless about the dip. You just would, you would wound it so hard. But within that, there's kind of a yin and yang to it, a, a balance, a transforming, because ultimately those are small things, but we have our natural habits and our tendencies. We are, as I've talked a lot about, we're these vessels Going through this existence and this life is fleeting, and we have a lot of hard edges, a lot of hard edges on our vessel. We're made of clay and we have these hard edges, and the Lord wants to smooth these edges over, He wants to knock these edges off. And so, by putting you in my life, Bianca, when the Lord puts you in my life and me in your life, you're like the sandpaper to my vessel. That's been working on me and as I am to you, there's no way around that. We've been working off hard edges very much to help shape each other, to help, help each other grow in this life and transform and become more. Um, you know, there's a balance that I have with you in my life because I'm very high energy. I'm very scattered sometimes in my thoughts and my, what I'm doing. Cause I, am doing because i am a big picture thinker. I see, I see a lot of things in my head, a lot of bigger pictures. And you're like a, like a, you can, you can harness me and rein me in a little bit and get me to focus. And it's like I said, you're the yin to my yang where I'm, you're the heat hot to my cold. And uh, I'm blessed because of that. I'm blessed because of my kids. I'm blessed because of we live in America. We we won the, the birth lottery. I'm blessed because I, I found the Lord at a young age. I'm blessed for a lot of reasons. But I'm blessed because I've got you in my life that the Lord put my helpmate, my soulmate, the person that was meant for me on this planet in my life. And I didn't back down from the opportunity. I could have ended up with... A handful of other people who would have been horrible partners but in every sense of the word word you're a partner we've struggled together we've cried together we've laughed together we've had sorrow together we've had an uh, utter fulfillment together enjoyment and so many things ah you know amidst the chaos i can find peace and love in in you And you can in me when everything, when the world's spiraling out of control, when things are crazy together, we can find that love and that peace. And it's just amazing. I love it. I I love what we have. And, you know, it's the small things that make you happy, Bianca. And I've noticed that small things make you happy. You know, when you're washing the dishes and I come up from behind you and just hug you and give you a kiss on your neck, you love that. Or when you feel like maybe we hadn't spent enough time together, you just want to just sit on the couch and, and cuddle. You don't necessarily have to watch TV or say any words, but just spend that quality time together. QT, that's what we used to call it before the kids. We would schedule QT, quality time it's harder now with kids, but it hasn't gone away. It's still there. When we can get it, we sneak it in. We, we spend time together and maybe we won't even talk. We just spend time in each other's presence. I love it in our marriage. When we do, it's very hard. If you've been in a marriage, it's very hard to have a prayer time together. And the reason why is because the closest unit of connection you have is with your spouse. That's the closest unit. So the enemy will come in to destroy that time if you're not careful with it and if you don't guard it. So it's been very hard. And if if you think, no, 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 it ain't hard to pray with your spouse. It is. It's very hard to. If you're praying for God's will, it's very hard because you're going straight up against the enemy. Right? And the easiest way is to divide, distract, and separate. Units, division, right? Division in the in the church is is the biggest distraction, and especially in the household, in the marriage, that division, that distraction is is so powerful. And you're like, oh, I don't even understand it. I want, I have a desire in my heart to pray with my spouse. Why is it not happening? Well, it's because for one, we're not guarding our time, and we're not guarding the 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 gates of our minds. We're allowing any thoughts to come in, anything to come in, and we're, we're, we're not cherishing and pre, and taking, taking accountability for that time, preparing yourself for prayer, right? Making sure that you know what we're doing. Hey, we're about to pray. So get ready. The enemy's coming in and you got to be able to battle that. And it's hard to battle that if you're spiritually weak. So I do appreciate when we do spend time to prayer and I've been enjoying these last month or so that we're praying with our kids and our kids are praying and, and I just, I love it because I think it's strengthening me, strengthening you. I see it and I'm excited about that. I'm excited for a life of fellowship with you, a long life of intimate fellowship with you, Bianca. That's a blessing for me. I don't care about so many things, but I care about that. Um, you know, small things that make you happy are hugs, small kisses. You know, telling you that you're beautiful and that I love you, and and I know what makes you happy is when I'm a good dad to the kids, and I take care of them, and I kind of help you do some stuff that maybe that, that your job, quote unquote. You know, I have my daddy jobs, you have your mommy jobs. Um, those are things that make you happy. And I know another thing that makes you happy, which is funny. This is a yin and the yang. You really like in the mornings to do a good morning. You really love that saying good morning, hugs, how, how I just sleep. You really like that. You don't ever miss that. Sometimes I miss that because I'm I'm already going. I got the energy. Boom, boom, boom. I'm ready to the tackle the day. And uh, but for me, I love the good nights. It, it bothers me if we ever go to bed angry because I don't I don't want to let the sun go down on any indignation. I don't. And I always like to say good night, give you a kiss and a hug because then that lets me know that we're still good and tomorrow will be great. And uh, so that's my yin and my yay is you're like, you, it's like almost an absolute, you want to be a good morning person. And me, I'm like, I've got to be a good night person. And that's where we fit. That's the transformation part. And uh, I appreciate that about us and about you. Bianca, I'm in awe of you. You're the strongest woman I've ever met in my life. You've given me two beautiful children in a very difficult way. The labor of a woman is its unparalleled. I've experienced it, you know me, I'm not good at hospitals, so we've done uh, birthing center water births, and that was an experience. Very, very calm setting with uh, registered nurse nurse midwives, very professional, um, very safe, and uh, both times we had very good deliveries. It was very awesome to watch you Go through that process and and do it natural, and with so much power and control of your situation, it makes me in awe of you as a person. And uh, I'm just blessed because for me, I'm not good at hospitals. I'm not good in that situation. I'm not good with blood. Uh, snap! If I even get a shot, and and I don't know what it is because it doesn't hurt physically that bad. But when I get the shot, my blood pressure goes crazy. And I pass, I pass out literally like I've, I've, I know now what'll happen. And I just, I get super faint. My eyes start to, uh, um, they start, you'll, if you're ever around me, that's how, you know, what's about to happen is my art, my eyes start to close and I yawn. So my eyes are closing and they're, and I, when they close, I hear this pressure behind them and I hear this, mm," it's a weird pressure that I hear and I start to, I start to yawn and, uh, it means I'm about to pass the F out and I I can't, I don't understand it because the shot doesn't hurt physically. Um, I just know that my, my blood pressure is lowering and I'm about to lose consciousness. So I don't do good in the hospital setting at all. I don't do good, good getting my blood drawn. I have to tell like one time I was getting my blood drawn and, uh, in Fort Worth and I told the lady, I'm probably going to pass out. Nah, she goes, no, you're not. I'm here. You're going to be fine. It doesn't hurt. And I'm like, okay, I know it doesn't hurt, but I'm going to pass out. So I'm sitting in this chair where they've got these two chairs set up and she starts to draw my blood and sure enough, pass the F out literally she's there. She's not a big lady. And I start, I, my body just kind of tent straightens up like a board and my arm, it just, it just starts flexing. And so she's holding my arm and I literally just like slide out of the chair, slide out of it, like into the ground and, uh, like a board And she's screaming, help, help. And they come to and she's getting on to me. And the lady was like, what? Why would you do that to me? You're supposed to tell me. I said, I did tell you. I told you I'm going to pass out. (laughs) It was funny. So I don't do good in those situations. Um, So now when I go to those, I just like, hey, probably need to lay down on my back or I'm going to fall out of this chair. So they listen to me. I'm like, seriously, I'm going to pass out and I can't control it. Um, I can't psych myself up. It's just a a reaction that my body has when blood is leaving my body. I I can't explain it. So Bianca knew you knew, babe, that I wouldn't do good in that type of hospital setting with all the instruments and the the smells of the hospital. So, you, you know, and you did your research and we looked and we found a beautiful place in Grapevine and we had both of our babies there. And, uh, It was awesome. And you know what's so cool about that? I was in that moment and the midwife was like, do you want to catch the baby? And I'm like, what do you mean? Catch him when they come out. You can be the first to grab the baby out of the water and pull him out of the water and put him on Bianca's chest. I'll be right there. We'll do it together. And I was thinking, I don't know if I can do that, man. It's going to be bloody and all that. And, uh, I'd made a decision in that moment. You know what? I'm not going to let this moment pass because I don't get this again ever. So sure enough, I didn't pass out or nothing, nothing like that. The baby came out, Denny came out. I grabbed Denny and, uh, uh, first one to grab him after I caught him and, uh, put him on Bianca's chest. And it was awesome. Same thing with Liliana. I was able to catch her and put her on Bianca's chest. And it's just a moment that you've given me Bianca that made me connected with my kids more. Like there was like some oxytocin released from my kids And there was like a connection and, uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm I'm so grateful for that. Um, it changed my life going through that process with you. And you gave me that gift because you went through that process and I was able to be a part of that journey with you. And there's so much more that I could talk about. Um, I'm just blessed to have you, babe. I'm blessed to, uh, to know you. We're going on 12 years together and, uh, as a couple I look forward to many more Many more, we're so young I look forward to 60 70 more years with you Get up into 70 years together 80 years together and uh, And not growing old and stale But keeping it fresh and living, you know, cause that's, that's the whole point of all this life is to be alive and not going through motions. And with you, I don't go through motions with you. I'm, I'm driven with you. I've got passion and purpose with you. I, I feel like I'm being stretched and being transformed and molded and the hard edges are getting knocked off of my vessel every day. And the more that I'm with you, the more that I appreciate what we're doing here. And I appreciate living on this planet and uh, raising these kids with you. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to go out on that date with me. Thank you for spending the time with me when we were first together. And thank you for saying yes when I asked you to be my girlfriend officially. Thank you. We have so much to be blessed for because of all the time that we condensed and put into that, that we're strong together. Together we're strong, separate we're weak and strong, but together we're strengthened. And, uh, I love you so much. Happy birthday. I hope you have an amazing birthday. I hope you have a a blessed day, a blessed weekend. And, uh, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening to our story, uh, reach out to my wife and give her a happy birthday. And, uh, hopefully there's some lessons in here that you could use in your life. And, uh, thank you for listening. Um, it's been a blessing to be able to share this with you. It's been a joy made my heart full. And so, uh, I love you again, Bianca, and uh, everybody, thank you for coming on. I love all y'all guys for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Have a blessed day, and we'll see y'all later.